Players Are House. Welcome. This is episode 227. I'm here with Lewis. Hey, what's up, guys? And this is Bobby. Oh, do you miss David? He's not here. Uh, I mean, this I, time around. I, I missed him last week. The second week was just like, well, then fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're back. And unfortunately, um, we're dealing with a, a very, you know, it's, it's a very uh, uh, low occurring uh, theme because we, ha- we don't really usually deal with losses this season. Yeah, you know what? I do miss David. This, this doesn't happen when he's here. What the hell? <laughs> no, he was here on the other losses. I mean, come on. Yeah, but this one was a little different, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. All right. Let's get into it. Before we start, I'm going to make Bobby really happy because it's going mm, well, to be a short show. Okay, yeah, okay. no, for sure. But it's for a gonna... minute, I was like, well, I didn't win Balls and Beers. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not going to. Um, no, it's going to be a short show. And frankly, it's because I don't know what happened. I, I have no explanation as to what sure. happened in Salt Lake against Vancouver. I really don't. And that's it. That's our show, guys. Thank you for listening. See you next week. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I mean, I, it, it just, you know, here's uh, the thing. I mean, it was definitely a two for me. It was two very different teams on two in, on both halves. Um, but I don't know. I don't want to keep going because I know you're going to you're going to you're going to you're going to uh, bring up a few things. I don't want to stumble to stumble on, on them so soon. So go for it. OK, so the thing is, is that. I, I I truly don't know what happened against Vancouver. I, I will say a couple things here. Number one, Vancouver has had our number for the past few seasons. I don't know what it is. It's not that they've been a better team, um, uh, you know, in the past where they're higher in the standings. They've been exactly where they are now. They've been at the bottom of the Western Conference. Yet Vancouver somehow always gets a result against us. And you may be saying, hey, we beat them earlier this year. Yeah, but it took a little miracle to do so. It took a lucky shot at right before the end of regulation in order to get that victory. Okay. And the thing is, is that I I don't know what it is with this with this team because it's not even tactics. You know, you had multiple coaches. Do this. You had, you know, GBS. You had Siggy. You had. Um, I, I don't know if Kinnear ever got a chance to to coach against Vancouver. I want to say yes. Um, and now you have Grant Vanny, and Vancouver just has our number. The only explanation that I have is that Vancouver has figured out some sort of like voodoo spell that only works against the Galaxy because Vancouver sucks. Can't win shit, but they play, or I don't, even, I don't even say they play well. It's just that they make the galaxy come down to their level because the galaxy are just way above Vancouver. I don't know what happened to this team. And the only explanation I can honestly give you is that there's some crazy spell that just lulls them to sleep or just lulls them to like, yep, you're not playing your game today. And 
maybe we take advantage of it and maybe we don't. Well, this past Saturday, they took advantage of it. And honestly, that's all I got. I, I, I don't know what else to say because it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense that we would lose this game. Yeah, like I agree um, that we do play at their level when we play with them. Because, yeah. Um, but, I mean, look, we had some chances in the first half. We had that Grand Sear shot that that hit the post. Um, I know there was another one. <laughs> uh, but, you know, like, I mean, I, it wasn't I – don't, I don't feel like it was – I mean, the, the, the level has come down from game to game. Uh, but again, it's a, it's a part of the growing pains, even though we haven't had much growing pains because a lot of the a lot of the changes and a lot of a lot of the additions have been kind of working in the positive um, side. But like I was saying in a few episodes ago, these are going to be the speed bumps uh, and this, these, this is going to be the the place where new players, new the new new rosters are going to have to learn and uh, stay on their toes and be awake and. And I mean, look, they made that last that second goal was just ridiculous. The defensive, the the were all all three of those guys following that ball and leaving uh, uh, Dahomey uh, open, letting a guy named Dahomey make a goal on us. <laughs> Come on, um, no, I mean, and then you know the, I mean, it was it, it looked up and up when when uh, Revolucion got the first goal, the header. Kind of you know mirror for mirror from his first goal, uh, which was was which was great, uh, but unfortunately you know the momentum didn't stick that hard you know I mean like I said we were still having chances in the first half I don't think we were we looked super bad but I get what you're saying I understand what you're saying like compared to our level of other games it was it was like we were brought down with Vancouver's, um, but the second half for me was just such a completely different team um they seem so out of out of step uh the first goal i th- I, I think is is Revolution's fault for not clearing it out um completely and uh and then just again that second one that's it. just i just can't that one is just in the books one of the dumbest defensive works that we've done this season so far Let's talk about that first half a little bit. The Galaxy come out firing as they had been the previous two games. Absolutely dominated Kansas City. I know you lost the game, but you dominated Kansas City for 80 minutes before a costly mistake kind of just derailed everything. And I said, if you were playing against a non-playoff team, you'll be forgiven for those mistakes. All right, A good team like Kansas City or Seattle will take advantage of said mistakes. That's what makes them good teams. They capitalize on those mistakes. You go against Dallas the very next week or the next game, and you, you play the exact same way. It was dominant. You know, you beat Dallas and you made them look like a last place team, and you look like one of the best teams in the Western Conference. You come out against Vancouver the exact same way that you looked at those two games, moving the ball around came out with a sense of urgency you came out and just imposed your will and guess what within five minutes you scored a goal revolution scores a second goal in as many games um and we're up and running and we're flying high and at that point you're saying to yourself oof 
this could get ugly for Vancouver. This is going to be a blowout. If this continues like this, it's going to be a blowout. Then the game continues to go on. Now, we hold possession, moving the ball around. But you start to notice that mm, you're not doing anything with said possession anymore. You get into that final third, but not too many shots are being taken. Not too many chances are being created here. There's only two things that come to mind in that first half as far after the goal. One is Grant Sears' shot that goes off the post. And I want to talk a little bit more about Grant Sear later on. The second one is the sequence leading up to Ethan Zubak's goal that was called offside. And it was offside. Nothing controversial about it. He was clearly yeah, offside. Was clearly offside. Yeah, yeah, clearly offside. So, in essence, that play never happened. That shot, that chance created, it never happened officially. And that's it. That's all I saw offensively in that first game. I mean, I'm sorry, that first half. Okay? We looked like the better squad for about 30 minutes, maybe 35. Because around that yeah, time, all of a sudden, you lost the ball. And all of a sudden, Vancouver starts to get the ball a little bit more. They're still looking like a last place team. Giving the ball up. Passing the ball out of bounds. Little by little, inching closer to the penalty spot. But again, this is a poor team. Not really creating much of anything. But you're starting to see a little bit of cracks in the defense. They're getting through, but nothing's happening. All right. You need to get into halftime. Make sure you have this lead. Right? Hold it at 1-0. You don't want to go into halftime 1-1. Go into it 1-0. Greg Vanny, I'm sure, is well aware that this team has lost its focus, has lost its intensity. He's going to go in that locker room. He's going to get him re-energized. He's going to get him refocused. He's going to make his adjustments. Let's go ahead and dominate the way we did in the first 30 minutes and find a way to break down this defense to get an insurance goal. They come out as flat as they enter the halftime. Okay? Two minutes in, Vancouver scores. Immediately, Vancouver scores coming out of the second half. I said right there, and this is the first. This is the first time I've had to say this about this team, this year. And I hope it's the last. I said, when they scored that goal, I said, we might be in trouble here. What happens in the next 10 to 15 minutes will dictate what's gonna, what, what the result will be. If in 10 to 15 minutes, you can regain possession, look dangerous, all right, we'll probably get that goal back. If you, in the next 10 to 15 minutes, look as flat and you don't respond, we're losing this game. That is the first time I ever said that about this team this year. Because every single game, I never thought we were out of it. I never thought we're going to lose. Even if we end up losing, I thought we can score. We can come back. We have a fighting chance. We're competitive. This is the first game I said, we're going to lose this game. In the 60th minute, I said, we're not winning this game. We are going to lose this game. And that's exactly what happened. Vancouver was not even better. 
like I said, it's just some crazy juju that they have on us that makes us play so badly against this team. Because this should have been a blowout. And I said, a good team will make you pay for your mistakes. But if you keep making mistakes after mistakes after mistake, even against the poor teams, well, laws of probability will state that eventually it's going to bite you. In this case, it bit you. This is the first time the Galaxy lost against a non-playoff team. Vancouver is not making the playoffs. This is the first time that you're losing to a non-playoff team. And it's the worst performance of the season. It's not even close. It's not even a close second. You can't even say Portland. That, the, 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 the circumstances in that game is, is different. We throw that game out the window. This is the worst performance so far. Not a time to panic. Let's not start doing that. Not, not time to throw away the team. It's not time to say, oh, here no. we go again. Nope, nope, nope. Like I said. No, it's like, bad like I said, like it's, it's a learning curve to me. Yeah, um, It's a weird learning curve. Like I said, bad juju. All right. You know, Vancouver made a deal with the uh, with the shadow man. You know, got a talisman in there somewhere against the galaxy. I'm sorry, I've I've watched Princess and the Frog. I love that movie. But yeah, it's just it's it's odd. It might be an outlier because it it is Vancouver, but it, it, it counts the same way. You lost three points. You lost three points against the last place team in the Western Conference. Again, not news. Three very important points. For yeah, right three now. very important points right now because there were a lot of stuff that kind of didn't go our way um you know lafc won minnesota won seattle lost it's like oof, opportunity lost right opportunity lost big time big time um it's a game we should have won um and that was your quote unquote easy game of the three-game road trip rsl is a better team than vancouver i don't think anyone's gonna argue that you play them next if the galaxy struggle simply because of the turf or, you know, the, the, that field, then guess what? You're going to play there again against a much better side. And you're playing the, the, the real home team. Remember that Vancouver is still technically on the road throughout this whole time, which plays a factor, and you let them beat you. Now you're playing RSL. They will be very comfortable there. That's a much tougher game. And then, depending on how that goes, you have Dallas, and you're saying, look, easy game, right? We beat the crap out of them the first time. Why wouldn't we do it the second time? They suck. Yeah, if their confidence is shaken, if they can't get that victory or even just don't look good against RSL, that confidence might be shaky against Dallas. And you're playing on the road, your third game on the road. Let's not take that out of consideration. Three games on the road, regardless of who you're playing, that takes a toll. You're not going to be home. They went to, uh, they went to Salt Lake. They're going to stay there all the way through Saturday. Oh, I'm sorry, all the way through, through Wednesday and then go straight to Dallas. So they're not going to be home for like a week. Again, that's going to take a toll. So if you're saying Dallas might have been the easy game, I don't know. At the end of that three-game road trip under those, under those conditions, that might not be so easy. So the Galaxy have a tough test now. Um, I think this is a mental test for them. They have said, I think Greg Vanny has said one of our goals, we do not lose two games in a row. So far, they've been successful. They've won every single game after they've lost. Let's hope that trend continues on Wednesday. 
Yeah, and I think when Wednesday, um, I do, I do think a different team is going to be there. Uh, you, you know that we may not be under the Vancouver Voodoo, like you say. Um, uh, now I'm not, I'm not saying that they're going to be, they're, they're going to be a, a crazy ass amazing team compared, you know. But it will, they will be a different team, and I think like as you were saying, and it's correct is. The the biggest uh, hurdle here is the mental uh, game here. They need to stay strong. They need to stay positive. They need to be going into this game, you know, uh, ready to take it. Uh, and so far throughout the season, we've seen this team do that. And as Dave, as Lewis was saying earlier on that, you know, this was the first time that he thought, you know, oh, we're not going to make it in this game. And it was the first time he didn't see this team really push through. And that was true, you know, even when we gave in, like but you know it it was the the sec the second goal was pretty late in the game i think it was like in the 80th minute or something i don't know it was, it was pretty, yeah it was close it was, i think it was like in the maybe mid 70s i think i think maybe 75 76 somewhere around okay, there okay yeah yeah so it was a little late in the game and then they just start they started taking outside shots that bond had to save and i mean they were they were placing really really good threats and uh, we were on our heels, and that was really, really the first time I've, we've ever seen that this entire season, um, in that fashion. Um, so, so yeah, I, I, I don't believe that they're going to be the same team this coming up game um, against RSL, but they need to. They really, they really need to, you know, tighten up those laces and get out, get out there. Yeah, um, I mean, if you're, if you're going by it's just bad juju, then they rebound. <laughs> they rebound the next two games, and they look the way they're, su- they're supposed to look. And no, Vancouver but it, it's is not, just that outlet. It's not just yeah, it's not just the juju. It's 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 also the the just how they've been responding and pretty much the the like the enigma of the galaxy this season. You know, it's 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 that it's their way of just like keeping up their keeping their head up and saying, okay, that was done, move on forward you know Um, and if they if they continue that then they should be able i'm not saying they're gonna win a win the next game like convincingly or anything like that i'm just saying their reaction their the the way they show up in the following game it will be better that's all that's literally what i'm just saying yeah and again it's not i don't think that should be something that shouldn't be expected as i said they they've come back and won every single game after they've lost and they're not playing against like this incredibly tough team in RSL uh, RSL is currently seeing eighth place in the, uh, in the Western conference. So you would think that the galaxy, even if it's on the road and it's, it's going to be, a, it should be a little tougher game than they had against Vancouver. They still should beat this team. Um, and historically RSL has kind of been like, I don't know, a little bit of back and forth with the Galaxy because there's there have been times in the in the previous seasons where like uh RSL's a tough game. Oh, you beat them on the road, you know? So very possible that this team just kind of rebounds and dominates. Very, very possible. Um so hopefully that's the case. Let me get into uh the the stats of the game here because um I mean they're not pretty. Don't get me wrong, they're not pretty, and uh, I'm gonna go I don't want to say tail of two halves, but just check out these stats. Um, so in the, at halftime, the Galaxy held a 54 to 46 uh, advantage in possession. Uh, and a lot of that kind of came, you know, kind of evened out, like I said, the last 10 to 15 minutes. Galaxy had five shots to Vancouver's two. 
and they had two on target compared to zero for Vancouver. So not much going on offensively for Vancouver. As I said, they just you, you saw them creeping up a little closer and closer, but nothing was happening. There was no dangerous shot. There was nothing there for Vancouver. Defensively, they were fine. Just got to tighten it up. All right, make sure that they're not, you know, sneaking in here and there because if they get that one shot, you know, who knows? Expected goals. Now, this is interesting. Expected goals in the first half, 0.11 for Vancouver. I said they were doing nothing. So Galaxy did their job defensively. And again, it was the final 10 to 15 minutes that actually pushed that as high as it was because I think it was at 0.03 up until that point. So barely moved anything in the last 10 to 15 minutes. Expected goals for the Galaxy in the first half. 0.54. So half a goal. They were up one. Could have probably had two. What this basically saying is that they didn't create enough chances there. For the most part. It looks like all that ball... Exactly what I said. All that ball possession didn't really amount to much. Didn't create that many chances. In fact, I believe the chances created in the first half for the Galaxy were like four, if, if, if I'm recalling correctly, compared to two. And I can't even remember the two for Vancouver. I really don't. It had to be the two shots maybe, but they had to be very, very low probability chances. Um, expected goals were very low in that first half. Now, at the end of the game, these are what the stats look like. Uh, 51 to 49 possession. So practically even. Expected goals. Vancouver went from point, 0.11 to 1.25. A whole goal up. The Galaxy went from a 0.54 to a 0.75. A mere 0.2 in that second half. Absolutely nothing was going on offensively for the Galaxy. It was mostly Vancouver there. Very low expected goals for the Galaxy, and Vancouver for that matter, but Vancouver took advantage of just blunders or just lackluster play. No energy. That's something I've not seen from the Galaxy all season. Um, there was just no rhythm. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Total shots. Uh, as I said, Vancouver had two. At halftime, they ended up with 11. Galaxy had five. They ended up with Nine chances created. They both ended up with nine apiece. So Vancouver obviously played a better second half. And I think I had said this during the first game. I go at halftime. I said, this looks eerily similar to the first game you played against Vancouver. You were leading at halftime, but you had to hang on. You looked like the worst side in the second half. And Vancouver, just because they're a bad team, they couldn't capitalize. Well, they ended up capitalizing very late in the game. They ended up capitalizing in injury time before the lucky shot a minute later to actually preserve the victory. Otherwise, it would have been their first and only draw, but it would have felt like a loss. And this time around, you finally got, you know, it, it hurts you to the point you got, you got the loss. It just wasn't a pretty game um, at all uh, for... Um, for the Galaxy, statistically, or just even optically, it was just really, really difficult to watch. Uh, Bobby, you were saying you were dozing off. Yeah, it wasn't because of the game. It was because I, I woke up at, like, 4 in the morning to go to Record Store Day. So, but, yeah. But, but, but <laughs> okay, but imagine... And then, and then I came home and had a beer, and, 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 and now I'm an old man. As soon as, like, like, I'm like a bird. If you just put the sheet over me, I'm gone. <laughs> you know? 
It's just how I am. If I sit on my couch, I'm fucking gone, dude. Nice. <laughs> this, this is 40. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. We'll just say that the galaxy kind of allowed you to sleep as well. And maybe that's well, what yeah, that I mean, does. They, were, they were poor, for sure. They were yeah. definitely poor, and, and, and they weren't showing us anything in the second half except for their heels. All right. So, like I said, I don't really have much going on, uh, much to say in this game. Let's just do this because uh, this is what we normally do. Uh, Bobby, who was the highest rated player of this game? Uh, I My decision is just because of the goal, uh, uh, Revolution. I would, for the exact same logic, I would say the same thing, and we would both be correct. Um, and it's actually a really pretty high score, all things considered. He was 7.8. So, uh, yeah, and he only played 70 minutes, but yeah, he got a goal. Um, expected goals was at uh, half a goal, so you know, that's pretty good. Uh, 81% packet, uh, pass accuracy, and, and keep in mind that this guy is a defensive player, so um, yeah, uh, duels won five, duels lost three, uh, and uh, tackles. Uh, he succeeded in every tackle. Four, he he, he won all four of them. Um, so he is at seven point eight. Uh, who was the lowest rated player? Again, going with the same logic because two goals went in. I would say Bond, but in front of him, I would do Williams because of the card. But I really did not like Depew this game. Okay, so my choice is Bond because right, of the, right. go- the goals. Wait, so in, okay, yeah. so. Bond is not the lowest rated player. We'll start there. Okay, so so then I, my next choice would have been Williams, but oh, yeah. okay. And you said Williams because of the yellow card. Yeah. And then you said, but if not, it would have been Depew. I just didn't like how Dep- I didn't like Depew's game. Okay, so let, let let's start there. There are three players that had the exact same score at six point oh. <laughs> no way. Uh, I would not have said Depew. I actually would have said Cabral or Zubac. The three players that had 6.0, Depew, Cabral, and Zubak. All three of them had 6.0. Bond, by the way, had a 6.1. Wow. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's just like a a little coin right there. It's so small. Right, right. And again, we're talking about a goalkeeper where so many – you know, I mean, it's just basically, yeah, like you said, two goals went in, so they ha- it has to be low, right? Um, I-, I don't even know how many saves Bond made in this game. Uh, I want to say it wasn't a high number. Off the top of my head, maybe three? Yeah, I was saying like something like that. Let me double it. Oh, it's two. Officially two. Two okay. saves. Yeah, so he didn't have that much work to do. Um, Derek Williams. Now, I thought he wasn't poor. Obviously, coming back from a suspension. Uh, six games, so he hadn't played in a while, and he looked a little rusty. And but more, I I kind of felt that he was timid. I I didn't see the same sure. aggressive player that I saw in those first well, three games. He just came back because of right, being aggressive. right, right. And <laughs> he's tippy toeing, man. He's tippy toeing right now. Yeah, but he I'm still not... gets a card. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I was like, ooh, I'm not sure if I like that. I mean, I get it that it's one thing to be aggressive. It's another thing to be reckless. That tackle that suspended him, that was reckless. That was blatantly reckless. That was horrible. But 
you need to continue to be aggressive. You, and I felt that he was very timid in this game. Again, it could just be Russ. He needs to just kind of like, you know, um, get, get his confidence back. But he was the highest rated defender, even with the yellow card. Wow. See, that's the, my whole decision was just because of the card. Because yeah. I thought he played well, too, uh, well, you know, well enough. For yeah, well game. enough. Right. Well uh, enough. But, but yeah, but, but yeah. Wow. 6.9. So he would have been in the sevens if not for the yellow card, I think. So Williams, best rated def- uh, defender. Lowest rated defender to Pew, right above him. Right above him at 6.1. Araujo. That is, yeah. I, I, again, I don't think Araujo had a bad game. Araujo had a bad game for Araujo. We expect a lot from this kid. Sure. So sure. he did not stand out in this game. You know, usually we're like, oh, Araujo is good. You know, no, no matter what, if everyone else is playing bad, he's going to do his thing. He didn't stand out to me in this game. And uh, for Araujo, I think he had a bad game. 6.1 for Araujo. Um, now, if it wasn't for the goal, we both had that logic. If it wasn't for the goal, we both said it. Revolution. Who was the second highest rated player? Mm, Grand sir. Okay. And we're in agreement there as well. And we would be correct at 7.4. He had a good game. This is where I want to talk about Grand Seer. Grand Seer is finding his footing. He has gotten better every game to some degree. You can see what they saw in him. You can see that he's finally understanding his teammates and how MLS is working. He is finding the space. He is, um, he's getting more aggressive in the attack. He's getting more confident in the attack. His goals are there. This is the second game in a row where he hits the post. He should have scored in back-to-back games. That post has just been denying him. Both of them rockets. Um, it's unfortunate that he can't find the back of the net, but I'm encouraged that he is improving. And, uh, again, I think if it wasn't for the goal, I think Grand Seer would have been, uh, the highest rated player. I also like um, that he's taking the shots, you know, yeah, like that's he's, what I'm saying. he's taking the, he's like that, that last one in the Whitecaps game, that was like this, at least from the camera angles I saw that, that was like a weirdly closed a uh, uh, narrow space for him to get a shot out, and he was pretty like in a in a crazy you know angle. Yeah, and he beat the keeper. He beat the keeper one hundred percent. No, he beat everybody. Yeah, <laughs> he so beat everybody. I mean, he got around the defender. He cuts in. He he had all the time in the world. He take he rips a shot. We're talking inches, inches too high. Um, it's just unfortunate for him. But I love what I'm seeing from him. I love the improvement. Cabral, on the other hand. Well, that's a different story. This guy's not showing me anything right now. All right. Um, there. Here's the thing. So, so I think it was not last week, but the, well, the last main show that we had, we're talking about you know who's the odd man out in the midfield. You know, do you put Jonah in with Revolution? If you do, who are you taking out? Well, it's Cabral. You're taking out Cabral. Um, he's the only one that's ineffective right here. We know that Revolution is a starter and he needs to be yeah, there. But it's I not going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen either, it's but it has to be happen. Cabral. The argument, there's a couple arguments that you're going to make. Number one is he's a DP. You're not going to have a DP right the bench, right? Number two, yep. you need to be patient with him. He's young. We knew that he was raw. They said this to us that obviously he wasn't developed. He wasn't, you know, he's not the player that yep. he is quote unquote capable of being yet. He has not hit his peak. Um, he's still a work in progress. So they're going to preach right. patience. And the other one yeah. is that you're saying uh, 
I think Josh said this on his show. They're saying that, you know, if you bench him, because they're talking about there's going to be an odd man out here. If you bench him, what do you do mentally to this kid? You're going to hurt him mentally, right? Well, that's triggered. that triggered me because if you being benched after not performing well, and you, he has to know he's not performing well, right? I'm sure Vanny has talked to him. I need you to be more aggressive. I need you to do this and that. I'm behind closed doors. I'm not going to call him out, but he, I'm sure he's talked to him. If this derails his career, if him being benched takes him out mentally and he can't recover from that, get the fuck off my team. I don't want you here. If you cannot say, I'm not playing to my full potential. I am not playing well. I deserve to be benched. I acknowledge and I accept that. I need to start working harder. I need to get the confidence of my coach back again. Whatever it is that he saw in me, I need to show him. And I need to make him regret benching me. If he's not having that mentality, get the fuck off my team. I don't want you here. If you're that weak-minded, if you're that weak mentally, where that derails you and your career is shot, you're with shit. And that opinion might be, might be harsh and that might be unpopular, but that's just personally the way I feel. Well, you're getting mad at a hypothetical Cabral right now. So we're not really sure if that's how he is or not, but I mean, look, I'm I'm sorry. You, you, you cut out. You said I'm getting mad at what? Uh, no, I was just uh, a hypothetical Cabral right now. Right. So, but like, look at, I, I'm not trying to be an apologist for Cabral cause he does need to step up. Um, I just think he hasn't hit the level of what galaxy fans want him to be, uh, a, a, a much bigger power, uh, forward, uh, someone that's a little bit more flashier and, uh, that then he, then he's actually displayed, but look at, he has been instrumental in quite a few goals this season, uh, with assists, or or uh, uh, tackles to get the ball back. I mean, I know that it's 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 it feels like far and wide, but he has been instrumental in many many of the goals of this season. Um, he's just not showing us what we want right now at the moment because he does need to be better. Uh, and look at with all of your three reasons of why he may get benched or not. Uh, I don't. I just don't see it. I just. I mean, I think Cabral is is. I don't. I don't see the galaxy putting him on the bench right now at all. I th- I still I still think they're going to ride him like all the way through the whole entire season. Um the thing is that we and, have no choice. He's here for 5 years. Yeah, they no, yeah, exactly. The Galaxy I mean, are highly I think, invested in this guy. No, no, I know and he's supposed to be our next kind of like star, you know? Yeah. Uh so so like that's the thing. They're going to keep doubling down. That's why I just do not see him coming out, you know, like at all. Yeah. Um the thing is is that I, I think that if you're here for five years, all right, you're highly invested, and I understand that you're young and that you're not a superstar. You're you're playing in Division Two in France. Um, other player, I mean, I'm sorry, other teams wanted him, so people saw the potential in him. Potential being one of my trigger words. The thing is with potential is that you don't know if it's going to materialize. All right. If we know that Cabral is going to be 
a superstar in, say, season number three that he's with the galaxy, then the first two seasons will be forgiven, right? I mean, it's just a matter of patience and the waiting game. It's like... I mean, that's how it goes. I mean, even with our stars. Right, right. And and, and the thing is, but, but, but the argument that is made by people is like, you know, Chicharito is having a good season, right? So everyone is happy. Everyone is praising him. And everyone is, you know, um, optimistic about this guy now. And, of course, you have the guys over the, oh, well, all of a sudden, you know, we're not hating Chicharito anymore. I'm like, well, no. We have no reason to. We yeah. have absolutely no reason to do that. I'm going by with what I like, see. Wh- yeah. Why, why am I going to still complain about game five of last season when we're here? Yeah, exactly. You know, like, it's I'm like gonna, you both gonna... can be, you know, like, oh, like, I'm sorry that we can't change our mind. I'm sorry that you are fixated on once no, I've made an yeah. opinion that no, I cannot no. change it and I have to live with it. No, we're criticizing you... in the moment. Yeah. We're criticizing in what's happening at this present time and moment within the team. What happens in three games from now, you know, is, is, it may, may change may change as well. Right, exactly. I mean, like, like, and you know who I feel like a brawl is to you, Lewis? It, it just is hitting me. Is He's the new Giassi's artist for you. I didn't have a, no because I didn't have expectations of Zardes. Really. True, 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 true. And true. so you, you were always kind of upset, like yeah, he's not good enough. Yeah, the whole time. Yeah, because right. I was okay, really yeah, on yeah. the whole like, hey, if I forgot, it was I think it was a Belgian team that wanted him. I said you need to sell him now, 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 now because you're gonna lose out on him, and they're gonna realize that he's probably not as good as you think he is, or at least in this system because he's he's doing well in Columbus right now. But I'm like, you need to sell him, and he didn't. Guess what? They, he didn't do anything with LA, um, and they lo- and they lost out on on potential money there. So um, yeah, I was always on that. Yeah, just sell him while well, well, yeah, that's you know, a, that's the distinctive high. difference. Um, but yeah, okay. But you know, for me, like I, I kind of feel like you know, it, it's a weird argument uh, that okay, like that the same people who criticize Chicharito, Chicharito are praising him now. Well, yeah. Yeah, like, no, I that's, mean, that's, yeah, we're, like, we're going wh- off why? of what's happening. Yeah, so, and that's kind of my <laughs> point. And that's my point. Like, if Cabral in the first two seasons, everyone is ripping him apart and everybody criticizing and everyone's saying he's trash and everybody's saying he's a bust and everybody's just, you know, just going after this guy for being a DP and doing absolutely nothing. And then come season three, all of a sudden he hits his stride. He figures it out, albeit oh, yeah. I mean, and I get all everybody's you impatience, him. you know? Yeah, and, 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 and then people get mad. Oh, now all of a sudden yeah. we like Cabral. I'm like, well, yes. Yes, because, because he's that actually making goals. something now different, <laughs> you know? And, and that's what yeah. I'm, I'm kind of bothered about that. Like, we can't change our mind because we're seeing something different. It's really, really weird. Um, so it has to be black or white. And once you say one, you can't say the other anymore. So it's just really bizarre to me. But again, if we're talking about potential and patience, the problem is I don't know if it'll materialize. It's one thing to say he's going to be good in season three. I went to the future. I saw it. He is going to be one of the best players in MLS, but in season three, then season one and two, I'm not going to say a word, but because I don't know that's going to happen. I have to rip him apart. I have no choice, but to rip him apart up until that point, because potential doesn't do anything for me. What good are you to me now? What are you doing for me right now? Nothing. Then that's what you're worth. If later on you start scoring, oh, cool, that's what you're worth to me now. But right now, he's not worth anything. Right now, he's not showing me anything. Do I see potential? Do I see things here and there? Sure, of course. He has to be more consistent, and he has to be – and I'm not even talking about from game to game. I'm talking about from like five minutes to five minutes in the game. He has to be 
more effective. He has to be all over the place. He has to stand out in a good way. That's not happening right now. And it's frustrating. And again, I think it's because it's a DP thing. And I think it's because it's the player that you're most invested in. Because every other player that you have brought in has either A, figured it out, and you struck gold. Bond, you didn't strike gold with him. You found a diamond. You should have found a diamond in Bond. Williams, looks like you struck gold with him. You haven't seen too much of him, but I think you struck gold with him. Revolution, same thing. You haven't seen too much of him, but it looks like you struck gold. And Grant Sear... And the little we've seen, we've seen them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, you struck gold with Revolution. Grant Sear, uh, didn't look too good. But guess what? You're starting it's to polishing. dust it off. It's polishing now. And guess what? There might be a gold nugget under there. Cabral, well, you got five years. You've got time, but he needs to figure it out sooner rather than later. And if, especially during these games where, hey, you're the only DP out there, it's probably not fair that I'm putting the entire team on your shoulders at 21 when you're the new kid. Mm, it's what but he's you, there for, though. Yeah, but you got to understand that you were brought in with the intention of you will one day be the superstar. You need to start making some strides here. You need to start showing some signs of progress. And right now, mm, I don't know, man. You got your goal, and I'm happy. But I thought that would kind of carry over. It, it didn't. And granted, it's only one Just game. Hasn't. But you looked really poor in that one game. To be fair, everybody looked poor. Uh, except for Revolution. It was pretty good. Um, but uh, And rounding out the... Uh, uh, the uh, I'm sorry the the, the ratings. Uh, so yeah, Revolution seven point eight, Grand Sierra seven point four. The midfield, by the way, just did its job. Question and Vasquez seven point three. So it looks like your attack in Zubac and Cabral were non-existent, and your defense non-existent. So um, midfield did its job. So yeah, that's where we stand there. And, um, I mean, as I said, it's, I, I have nothing else to say here. Um, I, I said all I could. We hope that the Galaxy bounce back against RSL. It's a much tougher game. Uh, so hopefully they can, they can pull something out here because um, you don't want to go two games in a row when the Western Conference is as tight as it is. So um, hopefully they left that, you know, that voodoo. Uh, Vancouver took it with them. And they're right back to being the team that we know that they are this season and come back and grab that victory against ourselves. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. This is episode 227. I'm here with Lewis saying goodbye. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. And this is Bobby. Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye. Oh, one more thing. Oh, did you? Thank you for listening to LA Is Our House. Make sure you check out our website, laisourhouse.com, where you can find all our social sites. Also, listen in to Balls In Beers, our weekly MLS prediction show, where you can find on iTunes and Spotify. Hit that subscribe button.